Welcome to Tactical Permaculture. I've worked on projects ranging from the poorest to richest clients, from inner cities to suburbs to farmlands to remote wilderness, from the eco-war front lines to celebrity backyards. In over 25 years of service to the earth and the community of life, I've learned that in the fight for sustainable survival, growing is half the battle. Go to tacticalpermaculture.com for more info. You gotta train for me Because I'm training for you We gotta love, love And revolution to do You better train for me Episode 16, Steal This NFT to Greenfy the Vegiverse, originally published February 11th, 2022. Okay, tonight, um, I'm pretty excited to, uh, <laughs> I've been saving up for this one, and um, it, it's going to be, it's, there's going to be a lot more hilarity than usual, at least, <laughs> at least for me, hope you, hope you agree. But uh, the timing is good because before, so the topic being, really this is going to be my first um, my first take really sharing my take on NFTs. So yeah, a lot has happened as they have um, seized the zeitgeist in so many ways, and I've been been pretty silent on it. Though while being very um, just calculated and and very um, very studious about it, so. There are reasons why this is happening now, and I, I guess it's that uh, I have um, I have decided upon my personal NFT sort of strategy, roadmap, position, posture, etc. And uh, a lot, a lot of um, research has gone into my pathway moving forward with this and um my critiques of of uh the various um issues that it involves and so i'm going to assume that uh when i say nft non-fungible token you probably are not hearing this for the first time and so um I don't want to spend too much time defining the basic terms, but if you haven't heard of this at all, definitely just stop this right now, pause this, go and and spend some time looking into it just so that you have a better understanding of 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 what it is um, in order to even incentivize you to do that basically it's digital collectibles running on a um in a in a sort of hybrid dynamic between decentralized blockchains and centralized 
services, servers, and platforms so that you have this um, ability to basically monetize all manner of um, files and um, more abstract things like uh, intellectual property rights and and agreements and uh, access and whatnot. I'll get into a lot of these permutations as I talk about my own strategy. But it's basically the idea that uh, if if you're totally naive at this point, I think you should now that I've explained it, you know, there, I'm not saying this because uh, you should go out there and invest um, or or you should, you know, join the stampede before the bubble bursts, you know, that's that's on you. But to know about it and to understand it, that's part of, I think, being, um, I mean, you need to know about ransomware, you need to know about NFTs, you need to know about 2FA, you need to know about uh, open source, about, um, you know, about a lot of things to be a responsible citizen of the internet, which if you're listening to this, you most certainly are a citizen of the internet. And uh, (laughs) yeah, I hope we're learning together uh, on all this stuff. But basically, uh, yeah, NFTs are um, something that I have been aware of since the very beginning of their existence. You know, going back several years uh, as they officially were introduced into um, projects on the Ethereum blockchain with um, CryptoKitties being one of the um, the projects that got a lot of um, momentum and, and press and, and was very memorable at the time. And then kind of um, there was a bit there was quite a gap in in um, in enthusiasm for the for the for the space, the NFT space, uh, and then things really took off, um, mostly just this last year in 2021 as mainstream, um, big time players, big celebrities and brands sort of created a, a, a a craze. And, um, yeah, you could say a bubble there, you could say, a. I mean, I think it's just, it's just foam. I mean, it's not just a bubble. It's just, <laughs> it's just ongoing uh, foaming bubbles. Period. That's that's crypto. That's that's the stock market. That's um, a lot of um, of people chasing, fomoing in to foam, <laughs> and uh, fear of missing out is what FOMO stands for. If you haven't heard that, but uh, needless to say, as a hardcore environmentalist, going back to you know, being a teenager, um, fighting for the forest, you know, this could not be, I mean, I couldn't think of a more obscene trend in, um, in abuse of the environment, uh, even if it wasn't, even if there wasn't, um, a huge gripe about the blockchain proof of work aspect, which basically is, is, is built on, burning energy you know whether you call it wasted energy or or not is subjective but um the the environmental footprint of of proof of work blockchain technology which comprises the majority of um of of the uh the value of the networks and the activity of the networks um, bitcoin and ethereum namely um 
it's it's totally obscene and uh on top of being obscene it's become absurd and so <laughs> i am i have bit my lip about the uh about about how um disturbing and upsetting it is to me uh, how the outrage i feel at the um at this foam of bubbles and uh what uh the one of the hosts um of uh, the DIY Musician podcast said uh, it feels like rich people selling each other air or rich people buying air, you know, and uh, you know, you could say that about all collectibles and you could say that about all art that there's basically a um, <laughs> it's all just sort of uh, very, very um, aristocratic, of course um, and it, and it just sort of uh, parasitizes the creativity of um of the people you know the working class in a way um picking winners amongst the artists and the working class and then sort of trading around the uh i i have no i mean i just take all of this from an ecological and class ecological warfare and, and class warf- warfare perspective to where it's just the bourgeois to the nth degree and um so needless to say i am thoroughly disgusted and thoroughly disturbed and um and 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 outraged about the uh the calculus of valuation when when just when people are starving when people are dying pandemic or no pandemic the uh the inequalities of the world and the um the environmental disaster that uh the disastrous environmental state that we're that we're in i just can't i cannot um i can i know i never well since i became ecologically radicalized i don't think i mean yeah i've made some compromises of my own of course but but i really feel like everything that i have done to use technology it has been to to sharpen my organic will strength magic fight resistance towards liberating the earth and healing the earth and uh yeah i've been in technology for a long time and i and i'm i'm proud to say that it's been very um in the green sector of um of vc startup uh capital and um and just in the open source technology using um using using technology to connect people in the environmental movement and to 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 connect movements and whatnot so just making the best of it by any means necessary (laughs) so when i think about the uh the flippancy that the nft space has and the the I mean I can't I just I think I if I had if I was at a party where people were celebrating these massive gains of NFTs I I would not be having a good time I would be very sullen I wouldn't be looking people in the eye because I would be thinking about all the people all of the all of the healing that could be done with that capital so unless that party was a not was not necessarily a non-profit organization but a 
I will be attending the NFT parties where where the celebration is is in the uh, the way that that capital is is uh, both reinvested um, and or distributed. You know, however leftist or socialist you want to be, or capitalist you want to be, if that capital is not being deployed in some manner to to empower people, liberate the earth, liberate uh, liberate people, heal the earth, heal people, I'm I'm not a fan. So, does that mean I'm gonna dismiss the whole thing? Of course not, because. Um, you know, crypto is paying for this phone call right now, <laughs> tell you the truth. So, you know, I figured out what I wanted to invest in, when I wanted to to divest, and when I wanted to pivot to more ecologically sustainable options as they have emerged. So, yeah, again, needless to say, yes, I'm appalled by by the, the uh, ecologically... Um, uh, incorrect and the bourgeois sort of um, hype of the NFT space and yet simultaneously uh, I am of course invigorated by what I see as a very powerful tool to do the good works that I want to continue doing and always have and so now it gets to the fun part where <laughs> rather than just dismissing it and, and, and instead of actually having just like cathartic rage about it, I'm actually constructively improving it. You know, if you don't, what you know, be the change you want to see in the world, etc., etc. Be part of the solution, not the problem. So um, I'm not pouting and I'm not bashing my head against a brick wall that this stuff exists and that people are, you know... <laughs> speculators going to speculate but but you know they're they're going to manipulators going to manipulate uh people are going to be trendy and um yeah it's just every <laughs> there's so many things to me that just uh remind me of my early days of getting into punk you know and being like fuck the mainstream i don't want to keep up with this shit like i'm not impressed um and i don't want to just be trendy uh, so I'm going to go DIY and I'm going to do my own thing and find people who share that uh, mindset. And it's very, yeah, so anybody who's aware of the fact that the the crypto punks, I mean, every punk rocker that ever lived and was true to the cause is rolling in their graves at the idea that, but again, it's all, everything's a paradox. You wouldn't have a punk rock movement if it wasn't exploited by the uh, marketers in the days of the Sex Pistols. So it's it's all, it's everything is just a grand <laughs> fucking paradox. And uh, it doesn't, doesn't really, um, doesn't really get you far. There's not a lot of momentum in trying to just be hateful of everything. Um so, yeah, with that said, if you're somebody if you're somebody who has been made to believe that uh, NFTs are the the work of the devil and that there's no redemption for this craze and that it's all bad, then um, stick around to hear me really uh, hopefully shift your position on that. And um, if you're somebody who's totally unaware, I- I'm going to say, the good news is 
you have more options now than ever before to do the right thing by the earth as much as possible and, and take a greener approach into this and and i have been advising and, and coaching and counseling some people in in this journey as well as i have um sort of built up my uh my personal um strategy and vocabulary and whatnot and, and you know there's a lot of decisions to make about what to what to um just what strategy to take and from a public relations perspective not you know on top of the personal karmic ethical perspective you know there's uh there's hell to pay karmically and there's hell to pay you know in the court of public opinion if you um if you if you make the wrong partnership decisions you know and profiteer and exploit um things in a way that are gonna you know reflect poorly on your judgment so that's yeah if you want to call it ethical investing then that's that's something i'm very serious about so yeah all of that all of that out of the way um this is the fun part the fun part is uh and my i'm going to redirect the dystopian narrative that would that would um that you would get from from shoehorning this moment in history into a narrative of Walden Thoreau's Walden at Walden at the pond or or Kaczynski's shack in the woods, you know, if you shoehorn this moment in history into the techno dystopian narrative or into the sort of um the 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 luddite or or neo luddite narrative then you're just missing so much so it's a very just a very taoist or very martial artist sort of approach to think of it as if my enemy is this monstrosity of dystopian cyber surveillance uh technology that's destroying the planet well how do you get how do you infiltrated and how do you then hack it how do you hack the matrix or how do you hack this um <laughs> the metaverse if it's if it is your enemy you know you you it either will you can run away from it and hide but that is as very uh there's a, that that's very cowardly if you feel like as i do that i'm here to defend the people and defend the earth and um willing to infiltrate my enemy my enemies uh as a means to an those ends so there you have it that's why I'm in crypto that's why I got into web design and open source and etc cetera, etc cetera. and a lot of people are also <laughs> on that mission within the open source free software they infiltrated the cryptography that was all about statecraft you know they infiltrated that they exfiltrated it you know there's there's so much interplay between those forces who want to enslave people and enslave the earth and those who want liberation and um you know the uh the idea to me the absurdity that i feel it really is this direction of uh of of virtual reality. I was intrigued when I was like ten years old 
and I have not spent a lot of time in those headsets, but what I know from basic studies is that like this is this for one it has been a it has been a now I'm gonna get it I'm gonna be fudding the metaverse, but I'm gonna get into more constructive you'll we'll get to the more constructive part soon enough. But but it's it is important to say, yeah, this is also about NF, NFT I've I'm optimistic about NFTs. Um I am less I'm optimistic about about uh <laughs> immersive digital environments, but I'm gonna have to say that uh Here's my little FUD caveat about the metaverse. My feeling is that um, the, uh, the, the 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 seasickness, the nausea that's produced by for a lot of people, especially females, is as it turns out, the headset VR experience has a seems to have a disproportionate um, seasick-inducing experience for females, and um, beyond that the 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 universal effect of 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 what seems what is probably going to take a few years to really prove out is just a massive epidemic of uh, myopia nearsightedness and um to me it reminds me of the jerk with uh, with Steve Martin i mean you're going to have people coming off of those headsets with their eyes crossed and they won't be able to see 2 feet in front of them not to mention what's going to be done to turn their mind into hamburger meat from all of the stimulation and uh and you know just being being sucked into a, a, and being made into zuckbuck fodder you know i mean <laughs> so I got to say I'm very very unenthusiastic about a world in which people are seduced by dopamine um addiction and manipulation into the seduction of something that's going to destroy their vision physically destroy their vision if they can get past the nausea and the seasickness that's induced by it and and then I'm not even talking about the privacy invasion and the um ability to just basically totally brainwash and program people um surrender even more of their humanity into this cybernetic uh, dystopia. Yeah. I mean, you could say, but Ben, why not design um environmental education experiences? Okay, sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm for that. But here's where everything changes for me. In order to not destroy the uh, destroy the muscles that um, that control the uh, the the material, I I had I had better better um, uh, I had a better working memory understanding of the the anatomy of the eye uh it's, it's not all it's not all coming to me now but basically it's important to understand what gives us the ability to have near sight to, to be able to change the focal point from um, a, a near object and an object in the distance, and it is a factor of this jelly sac in in the eyeball um, 
or the cornea. See, I'm going to mess up some of the terms here, but basically there is a sack of gel that gets either tightened like a drum or loosened like a drum so that the light beams basically bend or are, 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 are bent or straightened relative to the distance of the object on the horizon. So long story short, you need to have very fit and very um, nimble, very agile uh, dexterity of the, of that musculature in order that so that there's different interacting muscles that that allow for the um, for that sack of gel to either be taut or be loose and resulting in different um, experiences of uh, of the light hitting hitting the, the the cones and rods and your perception of of the outer world so if that muscle is strained to a point where it spasms and gets stuck that is to, to my understanding, the the cause of a lot of um, sort of uh, screen induced myopia, and um, that happens just with you know phones and desktops. Now, let alone where you still, I mean, I remember there would be app, you know, there would be things say timers, little apps on the desktop. Look up, you know, take give your eyes a rest, change the plane of your focal point so that you exercise near and far-sighted um, vision you exercise those muscles so that you don't get stuck there and uh you know that's that's the soft i mean that's the um that's that's uh, that's that's uh that's nowhere near as um as as devastating as as what these headsets are going to be and and have been and the idea that people are going to have any sensitivity to that or moderate that behavior uh no i mean there's people who've been found dead in their video game chairs because they <laughs> followed no cues of their body to hydrate and to nourish themselves or to i guess even use the restroom so you know bless their souls that's a real tragedy so i'm sure we're gonna find people um, shriveled up like prunes, dead in their virtual reality headsets, maybe with their dick in their hand, <laughs> tricking off the VR porn to death, and their tongue hanging out and just slobbering on themselves, um, drooling on themselves. It'll be a shame. But if they do survive that experience, they are going to come out blind, um, uh, and uh, and 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 very much, if not totally blinded. It's going to be an absurd... That's why I think of the jerk. And if you haven't seen that, <laughs> you should really do yourself a favor if you're sad or, in a, you know, you should watch that for the comedic effects. It's probably not politically correct in a lot of ways to today's standards, but you'll get the punchline by the end of the movie about what I mean by you're going to take the headsets off and be cross-eyed and want to know who you're going to have to sue. So, yeah, I don't myself want to, like, impose experience of a virtual world that involves a screen that is literally like one inch or something you know or thereabouts from your eyeballs that is not um you know maybe they will figure out some clever way to trick the muscles of the eye within that headset i wouldn't put it past them 
I think anything's possible. But what I think is a more hopeful um, possible experience of an immersive environment would be something more like the holodeck in Star Trek. And uh, while I don't believe we're getting close to a point with the interface where you would basically have basically enter a dream, you know, I mean, you don't get nearsighted or farsighted from having from dreaming, you know. Um, so, but that's a far cry from a virtual reality headset. And 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 if if the immersive like hallucination dream space is what is what the holodeck achieved. I think we're, I think a, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of people whose eyes are going to be um are going to be martyred in VR headsets for however many generations of technology until some way to program a dream space is figured out that's more like the holodeck um and uh I, I, to me I can't imagine how perverse and invasive technology would be to to be able to enter your 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 inner space the mind's eye as it were um maybe through some sort of some sort of microwave technology or possibly some sort of chemical interface who knows but i think that is still quite a bit down the horizon probably who knows i mean it's not it's not the bridge we're crossing now the bridge we're crossing now is like do we put on headsets do we allow children to live in headset land um and what is the alternative and uh there to me the alternative in lieu of that of of some uh, in lieu of the holodeck experience is something akin to what they have in these um these tactical simulators where you have these uh these these um just walls of screens you know so at the very least if you were in a sort of um a giant warehouse and the virtual environment was basically either projected or was was displayed on lcd screens and you were interacting with an immersive environment that was um it was either projected on screens, but basically you would be, you would, your visual field would span, um, you know, hundreds of yards. Uh, if at least it would be more like, um, what is the, more like a theme park, you know, more like a theme park experience. You're, it's an immersive experience, but it's, but it's like a, a, a vision, uh, a, uh, a theme park of screens, I, I'm not thrilled about it, but I would say to save people's um, save people from extreme uh, nausea and 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 nearsightedness resulting from being in the headset. I, obviously, that doesn't scale at the same way as um, as a product. So, I mean, the the funding to go into that, it's not it, you know, it's um, it would it would be, and then in the age of COVID, it's it's definitely. Um, it's not something I think you you would be. I think it'd be easier to get venture funding for a for a a device that people can own and you can sell billions of versus a you know a a a, a model of franchising some sort of location like where people would go as if it, as if you were gonna like I don't know you never you never know at this point but definitely. Um, if you were if if i were to 
find some redeeming reason why to have virtual worlds and simulated digital worlds then then i would i would myself only really want care to um i mean this could be done also i guess within your own home i mean if you if you maybe a device is just like a some sort of wall mount or i mean if you if you hang a projector on the ceiling maybe maybe there is an elegant way to take a room in your house and buy a device that basically turns the walls of of the room into projected environments to where that's dynamic with the way that you are are walking across i don't know something like the you know the uh however they're going to measure your movements and whatnot but just to spare the spare your, your experience of being in the in the headset this is already w- uh, way off you know into the weeds from the main points i want to make but i will say that uh um it's just harm reduction as far as i'm concerned i'm i'm interested in, no one's asking me to consult on the environmental friendliness or the sort of um the safety uh, you know the health and safety of, uh, of of virtual reality in the metaverse but i will say that um i am forward thinking and i am a artist and whatnot and i do i would say that like um my hope would be that because nfts and the metaverse are so intertwined and it's important to acknowledge that uh you know the way that things are going um if 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 the nft technology allows um creators like myself to produce digital content that then is interacted with displayed at the very least and interacted with in various ways um immeasurable infinite unpredictable ways then it's very much um very much behooves me to sort of um to have yeah just to have have an awareness have a position on it so yes i would love to i i would love to um my mission statement regarding nfts would be that uh my my creative works that are um formatted and and sold and licensed and contracted in the form of non-fungible tokens that they will be um that they would be minted on the most environmentally friendly blockchain option available at the time and that uh, the intention would be i would hope that they would be enjoyed and interacted with and displayed uh in immersive environments that are um very <laughs> conscious and aware of um of 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 human health and and environmental health and um and that there could be ever greener computer technologies ever greener screen and and uh projection technologies so that um you know if people are going to <laughs> escape their duty to like really be present for what's going on in the movement to heal the earth and they're going to escape from that into into digital realms that uh, they do so in a way that feeds back positive positively towards making the technology greener and making the technology green like the the user should be should be working towards greening the technology and the technology should be working towards greening the user and i would love for it to all go away honestly you know there's to me the technology is 
the wetware that we already have that we're um, running away from in these perverse spa- these these perverse uh, dimensions of um, I mean t- yeah like t- I w- if I if I could if I could press a button to to immediately destroy every camera and 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 somehow in a clean manner like deatomize every computer and every camera i would do it um th- hypothetically speaking of course there would there would be uh, ethical issues with people on life support and communication systems and whatnot but but the 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 spirit of the of, of the notion is that um there's no there that button doesn't exist and if and if it did exist obviously I, <laughs> I would have to modify some of the parameters but to me a perfect world is a world where we don't rely on mediation through synthetic environments and that we enjoy the gift of consciousness that we have and that we are more experimental with psychedelics so that we really realize like what we're trading and and what to compare this to because to me like is even as terence mckenna said there's more art in whatever five seconds of a dmt trip than that's ever been made in the history of planet earth (laughs) you know and uh something to that effect and paradoxically, he was an advocate for these sort of hyper, these sort of interconnected um, worlds. And he believed uh, that that if you could somehow quarantine the the destructive tendencies of the human imagination, you could basically put the, instead of having people burning all the fossil fuels to travel to all the museums, you could put them in a, in a VR environment where they would be able to experience that and stay put then there could be some sort of elegant balance. And that's something I, I tend to also feel on the sort of utopian side of this metaverse phenomenon. It's like, well, I'm not thrilled about it, but if it, but if there is something to be said for reducing the environmental footprint of, of tourism, for one, you know, um, that's, that's considerable. That's noteworthy. Uh, if, um, if a lot of the commuting and traffic could be could be neutralized by people uh, working in the metaverse and again you get, you move towards that matrix pod experience but look at what's happening what's been happening in Tokyo for a long time i mean there's whatever is to whatever could be studied about the the uh the impacts of um, high dense populations and small living spaces. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not for it. I'm not. Uh, I'm, or I'm not. Um, not trying to play favorites on any on any style of dealing with this. But I definitely feel like um, there's something different about Japanese culture, and it's. Uh, if I can say that there is such a thing at large, but there's definitely a an ecological awareness that is the 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 the, the battle between nature and technology is uh, front and center in the consciousness and the subconscious um, art and uh, 
and creativity that you could access um, through so much of what has been, whether it's anime or video games, um, there's a a visceral uh, eco-warriorship alive and well there. Um, but uh, to get back to the point of like, how to be hopeful about this um, understanding that it's not really it's unstoppable at this point um, I'd say it's, it's it's whatever was holding it back in terms of um, the speed of you know internet, internet connectivity connected the speed of internet connections, uh, the the uh, the power of the CPUs, the power of the uh, of the video cards and whatnot, um, just the certainly the blockchain having a lot to do with it. Also, the pandemic accelerating the sort of um, accelerating the receptiveness and and in some cases the necessity of uh of more more virtualized spaces so yeah i mean any way any way you slice it we're we are warp speed in into this um momentum towards more time in immersive environments and yeah we'll look back at the old interfaces of apps and <laughs> social media feeds and uh and and zoom calls we'll look back at that at some point probably in the near future and just and just think of it as is like more absurd than um than uh rotary phones and um and typewriters and and whatnot and and the pencil i mean it'll just be will continue to shed those um those old even the keyboard you know i mean that that is going to be an interesting world to live in where people don't even know what a keyboard even is or was because of whatever the immersive space is. Um, however, it's, uh, it's sort of adapted, you know, so that that, that appendage turns into something else. Um, But yeah, I could. I w- I'm not thrilled about it. I, I would be more thrilled about it if if there was a way to make these environments um, be. Uh, I mean, for example, as a permaculture designer, that's why now we're going to get into the really fun stuff. You know, forget about what I'm going to do with my catalog of of works, and for me to like uh, to nftify my existing sort of archive of works you know how am i gonna i will i'll I'll guarantee you one thing i'm going to be using ecologically uh conscious blockchain uh platforms and, and and nft minting platforms that are um they're very very ecologically conscious and uh and yeah i'm gonna i'll be i'll be excited to announce i'm not gonna hype anything up right now when i have something to to share you know in terms of where i'm displaying my my produced and minted nfts that's um that's gonna roll out very very soon um so this is sort of uh me (laughs) priming what'll be the future rollout this is not me making an announcement of a launch of of anything i've already made my decision about where i'm gonna how i'm gonna proceed 
And, um, I'll, yeah, there's, I, I'm not gonna shout anything out right now. I will just say that, uh, that yeah, I've, I've patiently waited for the right match of my values and, uh, and my, my content. And so, you know, the, the, the platforms I'm working with, the, the, uh, the strategy I have, um, there, it, it may be, uh, shall we say, there, there may be some growing pains. It may be some some alpha, beta testing modes to have to to work through. But um, but what, what matters most to me is that it's the right choice ecologically. And so so yes, in future episodes, I will make announcements about where my selections of my um, of my my archive will be will be available in nft format to be traded um those those announcements will be forthcoming um but getting back to the sort of the philosophy and the sort of um the visioneering aspect of all this so <laughs> i i th- i thought it was the uh, if someone hasn't already taken this concept to the moon you know i ho- i hope they have i hope i'm not the first one to think about this but but i thought it was something just hit me you know in my infinite um self-evaluated cleverness you know i i i i thought it was the cleverest thing to think about uh abby hoffman what would abby hoffman think about all this certainly he would be having a heyday with the subversive potential of nfts and he would probably mint an nft and call it steal this nft so if someone hasn't already done that and beaten me to it they probably have who knows you know nothing's original anymore um but uh but the cool thing about nfts is that they're they're digitally unique and provably unique and so when i say steal this nft uh you can be sure that you stole mine and not somebody else's or if someone stole mine they'll know that they they stole the authentic genuine article so steal every nft certainly a lot of them have been stolen (laughs) but uh but 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 i hope you i hope you are of a generational um sensibility that you would appreciate the <laughs> the sweet uh giggle that comes from the idea of uh invoking the spirit of Abby Hoffman into this time and the idea of uh of 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 stealing this nft so that's in the title for for kicks and giggles and uh and then the other play on words or the play on words that I that I, I came up with as I was kicking and giggling with this concept was the uh <laughs> the vegiverse because I'm really only interested myself in a metaverse that is going to help us uh be financially incentivized and be educated in a way that's going to help us replant the forest garden of eden really re uh reforest the planet and uh and 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 be uh good agroecologists and and get our our beautiful living um out of uh, a balanced relationship uh, with nature growing forest gardens and um 
And so if there is going to be a, a metaverse, let it be let it be uh, <laughs> in harmony with the vegiverse, you know, if I have to call the planet Earth, you know, the vegiverse. Or you could, um, you know, have the augmented reality hybrid in between somewhere in the middle, which to me is the idea of like, well, if you're going to have people playing, let's say, all of the shoot 'em up war games that are going to be already sort of in the metaverse, if you will, there's sort of the 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 metaverse 1.0 if you will um but imagine all of that physical activity if it was acted out in a in a more like real life and immersive environment then then all of those players they would be staying fit getting fit and it would be more like actual real combat training and then in the process you know that's why a tactical permaculture for me in the in the in the analog world is like taking all of the military training and putting it into a permaculture design site where all of the behavior benefits the earth all of the trampling all of the rolling around all of the shooting of simunitions all of the shooting of airsoft all of the i mean if you're going to use if you're going to practice blowing things up you could be blowing up <laughs> using non-toxic artillery to create craters that you could then fill or, or dust with bentonite and then you have ponds and you have a living i mean compared i mean thinking about now tactical permaculture i'll have to get to this in another episode but what's happening with the the, the uh the naval uh jet fuel tanks leaking into hawaii poisoning military families and threatening huge percentage of the population and just creating an, an unprecedented environmental catastrophe it's it's almost unspeakable i have to get into it another time but but it but it has to be addressed and so of course my tactical permaculture thinking is that uh <laughs> is that from a tactical permaculture perspective yeah, I will be minting NFTs to finance the Vegiverse, and the Vegiverse would be a synthesis of this metaverse craze where actually not only would participating in just everything needs to be at the end of the day building soil. Everything needs to be more than just carbon neutral or carbon negative in people's behavior has got to be building the soil and 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 scattering seeds and actually net benefit to the to the region that they're inhabiting and then and by extension the global climate and everything else that's what i'm here to do as a permaculture designer is to like study human behavior and try to as i would make the inputs and outputs of chickens and compost worms and uh mycelium and tree roots and um duck ponds and fertigation through the sludge of it connecting all of these parts so that there is no waste and there is no pollution and all of the behavior and activity is is appropriate and is beneficial to the health and resilience of a dynamic ever more um, resistant to, to shock and more diverse, uh, rich ecosystem. So, 
if people's behavior in the metaverse has zero benefit to the environment that they're in, they're basically antithetical to human ecology. They're just becoming more and more um, toxic in their behavior. And then the environment that they're acting with in the metaverse is just creating this exhaust of landfills, this exhaust of um, burnt, burnt fuel, burnt energy. I mean, is it possible that this, what the behavior is doing is that people are chasing these, these synthetic immersive reality experiences, which again, I say, Nobody, I mean, DMT till, still is the world's best kept secret, even though it's far more popular than it was when, when Terrence McKenna first started saying, expressing his disbelief that they've been able to keep the lid on it. But again, this monstrosity, I can't just will it, will it away. I have to infiltrate it and hack it somehow. So... <laughs> By any means necessary, I am going to act alone and with others in ways to ensure that the forces that are driving people into the madness of this hall of mirrors of synthetic, just ecocidal mania with technology that that um, people are, are, are in as elegant and as peaceful of a way possible that they're that they're sort of um, redirected towards being a beneficial element in a, in a designer ecosystem, and maybe <laughs> like if they're just gonna trample the earth with their headset on, maybe I can get them to do that barefoot and in a in in a way that they're gonna be mixing um, natural building ingredients, or they're gonna be. Um, actually creating a side effect that's beneficial uh, beneficial to to an act to actual human ecological <laughs> equation um, I, I will not be I'm sure I will not be alone in this and it's not just about like oh let's create a you know an, an, an environmental education well, virtual reality PDC, right? I mean, who wouldn't, who, who, I'm sure it'll be, uh, it'll be done, you know, and, and I will be, uh, I will applaud that effort. In fact, that's, that's what this is all about. You know, if there could be a, a, uh, already there's online PDCs, so no one's going to say you're violating the spirit of permaculture by using the, the internet to put people in front of screens and you should, they should only be out there hands-on in a real classroom no, I mean, we know we need every tool in the toolbox and the online permaculture design course experience has probably been the most powerful accelerant to the PDC mission or the permaculture mission period. So, um, yeah, I don't know all the numbers, but uh, but they're gr it's growing every day and the rate of accessing this educational material through the internet is is just is immeasurably infinitely 
more more um, more far-reaching and more efficient um, given the fact that these these machines exist so you can't just will them away the best you can do is to is to turn them on turn them on themselves by by using these rails of the information superhighway <laughs> to actually contain a ecologically benevolent payload which would be PDCs and and other so I think it's very interesting to think about what it would look like to incentivize people through NFT um, experiences, NFT opportunities, where you know you your behavior, that your ecologically beneficial behavior, is more highly rewarded with cryptocurrency tokens than inane mind-numbing absurdity in virtual gaming environments that absolutely do nothing to make you more intelligent make you more fit or make you fit better into the landscape that you inhabit but i really think that and i've had these conversations even with my mother who is very high tech um, and this goes back over 10 years where we had conversations about what it'll look like when we get to a point of augmented reality where you know the the mission of a video game is very much about actually doing the hands-on work to heal the to heal the planet where you are so again i'm very optimistic in the sense that uh um so long as there can be a balance struck between the 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 sacrifice of people's eyes and and um and the the environmental footprint of the technology itself by goddess if if um if every smartphone was a crypto um every smartphone has the potential to be to be a um a platform to venture fund every person to go out there and start a compost pile pick up trash plant trees scatter seeds gorilla garden you know and get paid for it on an, on immutable blockchains that themselves are are ever greening and so the game the gamification of being an eco warrior on the physical plane that is something that i've always been interested in and for me it goes back very uh very tangibly to um all the way back over 15 years ago when I was working with developers to try to create a um, to create a sort of a, a map of 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 LA County where there was something called a uh, fallen fruit I think fallenfruit.org or something it was a uh, we used it it was basically a a way to crowdsource mapping of publicly accessible fruit trees all throughout all throughout LA and even other cities throughout the world I believe and I'm not sure exactly where that project is now but the thing is to create a a virtual environment where people could gamify and have you know a screen experience of learning the physical landscape you know so you know i know geocaching has evolved and whatnot like there's there's so much potential i'm so i'm i am very thrilled about it and i i do believe that uh it is it is the blockchain and the crypto and the nft 
um, evolutions that are going to facilitate some of the most um, profound permacultural um, behavior ever ever imagined. Um, I'm really excited about it, and I and I will be. You know, I'm not going to, I don't know where I'll fit into a lot of the other projects that are out there doing what they're doing, but I will be, you know, I'll be a fan of other, of other folks doing what they, what they're doing. And I will be myself, um, you know, developing as I can, given the means that I have and the, I'm not a developer. I am more of a dreamer, (laughs) but, uh, you know, I'm learning more code, uh, as time goes on, um, I'm certainly learning enough about the technology to be able to to know what I would want to get out of it. If you know, if I were working with a team of people who had their different, uh, you know, their different uh, wheelhouses. So yeah, consider me a, a, a consider me a micro venture capitalist for uh, the Vegiverse <laughs> and lots of. NFTs will green NFTs will be minted in order to finance the the vegiverse and I won't have to steal them from myself but uh and I hope that they will be they will be secure enough so that you can't easily steal them as per the title of this episode but you get the joke um hopefully if you appreciate Abby Hoffman and the legacy of the yippies so there's not yeah i mean the the there's nothing um i mean it's it's i guess it's kind of vague if i were to give i guess if i were to give some some shark tank sort of examples it's like okay if for say say i wanted to i'll say i want to I want to create a, an, an NFT marketplace where if you take a photo of yourself planting a tree uh, and you mint that NFT, then I, I'm, I will guarantee to buy it for a flat rate or something. Or I, I, will, I, will, I will manage a fund, a foundation grant, as it were, that says... I want that says we want it to be cool. <laughs> we want it to be the coolest trend in NFTs to take a picture of yourself planting a tree with the guarantee that if you if you take that picture and with the right obviously licensing agreement uh, in place you either mint it yourself um or you say you say you prove that that photo exists or you or you make the video it could be a video photo whatever and then there is just a fund that says yeah we're going to we're going to create a licensing agreement with you it'll be baked into the NFT itself and you're going to get royalties from it we're going to we're going to purchase it we're going to we're, we're going to buy the NFT from you we're going to finance you minting it so you don't have to have any any current cryptocurrency to mint it yourself all you got to do is have a camera you can prove that it's you in this you know if you you planting the tree and then again you can play you can you can evolve a factor of like there's the fun to buy the tree so you go to the nursery that we gave a grant to you take that tree 
And if you if you didn't sell it, uh, if you didn't trade it for some nefarious purpose and rip off, you know, the spirit of the the project, and you take that, you know, you you take that gifted uh, from the nursery, a sponsored gifted nursery tree, and you do do the right thing and you film yourself uh, planting it, and you submit that that uh, footage with an account. Um, and then that guarantees you uh, that you were going to be sponsored to mint that as an NFT. And and then you can either set the price of it or you can, whatever the parameters can be. But essentially, that would be the Vegiverse. <laughs> you know, a very simple to imagine proposition. And there's already projects on Ethereum like Giveth that is very much developed a lot of the mechanics of this sort of um, interaction with people throughout the world and the sort of the the pipelining of charitable giving so that these funds to do this can exist and it's not just you know um shall we say the uh to put it very well tech bros you know what i mean that's the, that's the only way it's like tech bros are going to tech bro with this space, you know, all day long. Projects like Giveth and BitGive and all these other sort of um, philanthropic uh, um, sensible um, projects, yeah, over time, I w- we'll see, you know, what, I, what I'm describing is, is very, is very elementary. I mean, it's very, it's almost... Um, yeah, it's not it's not very advanced in 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 a, in a conceptual design, and, and some some form or fashion of it is probably happening um, that I'm that I that I uh, am not as aware of as I could be. And this is just really the uh, what do you call it? Just a very a very um, minimum viable product sort of proof of concept uh, spitballing brainstorming session here. Um, but all the, all the pieces are there more, more so than ever. And now that the, that the bottleneck of Ethereum gas fees is, is being addressed by, you know, my favorite blockchain Cardano, as long as it continues to scale and prove out that it's going to be fair, uh, and open access and, you know, fair access, affordable access, it will not be gentrified. As long as that vision holds true, which I trust that it will, I have a lot of faith that it will. Then, yeah, I will be one of the people who um, is going, who will, who will build and finance with my own holdings. With my, you know, if I certainly, if I'm able to have any success with my own minting of NFTs into the NFT marketplace as it is now into the the metaverse as it is what am I going to do I'm going to reinvest any of those profits back into a vegiverse narrative and get very tactical about the permaculture design of redirecting all this lost energy all this fucking wasted energy and the sad irony is like all of the adventurers, all of the epic gamer adventurers who who are just neglecting their own backyard, you know, they're neglecting their neighborhoods, they're neglecting their watershed, and all of that energy, they could be getting laid in the real world, they could be getting fit in the real world, they could be as cosplayed out as they want to be, but actually be living 
in, I mean, transforming whatever, like, urban landscape they're finding themselves in, they could be transforming it into an epic Lord of the Rings jungle of a permaculture project. It just takes, um, you know, connecting these dots. And I'm certainly, I've been waiting for a long time, and I've been working on this for, for years. I mean, to for me, this goes back to very, very early days of the internet and being involved in nonprofits and, and, and just trying to myself with my own nonprofit projects, working with the energy of hundreds of eco warriors that, that were, that were participating in my projects and just at the early days of the internet, trying to figure out how do we gamify this more? And now not only would you just gamify it for a high score, you could be gamifying it for an income. And now the idea of like a crypto um, sort of uh, legion of, um, of, of, of uh, earth uh, healing. I mean, that's, that's, I won't go too much into the, into the, the old days, but there was a time at which, I was co-organizing. Um, I mean, I've just been a part of so many environmental movements and there's just so much energy and a lot of people struggling and a lot of people sacrificing financially to be a part of something. But now there's really no... With all of the totally... Uh, <laughs> totally like... Uh, what is the right word? the fluff, the bubble, I'm just trying to think of like, um, there's a lot of people with more financial value than they know what to do with. And so it's, it's like, uh, you know, begging for charitable donations. That's, that's going, that can be going out of style. Well, the thing that can come into style is like, no, don't just, give us donations like here's our business plan here's our nft metaverse business plan to make you an roi and at the same time the pr stunt for you if you're just a tech bro is that you're planting a million trees and making a million bucks and keeping you know at risk youth out of trouble and out of prison and whatnot right like these are all win-win scenarios that uh, generally dry up because of a lack of funding but now there's just no there's no excuse for that and now you have um, I mean this pinata is about to get whacked I'm gonna whack this fucking pinata so fucking hard and it is going to rain down seeds and everybody is gonna be so empowered and and be so thrilled and experience so much excitement and joy from this NFT value pinata being cracked open in a way that is going to benefit the earth and benefit people's souls and get people in shape and uh, get people away, you know away from the console and into the soil the con soil. How about that one? Another play on words. The vegiverse. <laughs> I just knocked myself out. Well, 
I hope you enjoyed this as much as I have. I'm trying to keep these closer to an hour. Um, I think that's more than enough food for thought. And uh, if you missed the the Dogecoin pump du jour, you know, hopefully the stuff I'm talking about gives you a little more desire to just and a little more hope that there are things other than dumb luck and chasing lottery ticket pump and dump scams and billionaire brain farts and just all the fuckery that that so much of crypto and so much of nfts has become if you're looking for the soulful ecologically correct and and really tactically permacultural minded um future of uh of this technology then um i will be hopefully one of many people really um curating that experience and making it profitable for myself profitable for others and without uh <laughs> without violating any securities laws i will be finding ways to to uh to yeah share the wealth as it were so um i'm speaking from a place of uh of hard-earned and hard-sacrificed abundance. And at the end of the day, you know, my reality is shaped more by my relationship with the coyotes and with the worms and with the bees. And, I mean, my my reality is the vegiverse. And, um, but it was my slaying dragons in the metaverse that gave me the financial abundance to manifest the vegiverse that I live in and uh so yeah I I will I will continue to devote a healthy percentage of my life energy to the screen time it takes to to build this stuff out um and other other than that I will be I will be dancing with coyotes in the moonlight and having beautiful dreams and beautiful transcendental experiences using my own inner headset, my third eye, and hope you do the same. Oh